Lightning Bug Radio Theater presents The City Burns at Night. The place is Hollywood. The year, 1947. In our first chapter, intrepid reporter Tom Miller began tracking a mysterious arsonist. This has led him to the Beverly Hills mansion of the beautiful and sultry Irene Fay. Join us now for Chapter 2, Playing with Fire. Mrs. Saltzman is out by the pool, sir. Wow, this is some place. Old Derek must be doing pretty good for himself, huh? This way, sir. I thought you said pool, Jeeves. I've seen lakes all over here. Madam, this gentleman is here to see you. Thank you, Edward. And what can I do for you? The name's Tom Miller. I was at Harper's party the other night, and I found your necklace. You left before I had a chance to return. <laughs> I didn't lose a necklace at Harper's party. But I do remember seeing you there. You're that reporter, aren't you? Yeah, with the L.A. Chronicle. I'd like to get some information on Frank Kellum. My husband has already spoken with the police several times. You know, if he were to catch you here, he'd throw you out. He hates reporters. I didn't come here to talk to your husband. I came here to talk to you. All right. But first, why don't you tell me what you know about Kelman? I know that he used to work for your husband, that he's a convicted arsonist, that he's been out of jail for six months, and that he's the prime suspect in the arson case. I won't ask where you got that information. What makes you think I might know something that can help you? I don't know. You tell me. All I know is that he used to hang out in a bar in downtown L.A. I think it was called O'Doul's. I haven't seen him since he went back to prison. Well, I can assure you my husband has no plans to hire him back. There's really nothing more I can tell you. If you do hear anything, here's my card. I may have to make something up. O'Doul's. Yep. This is the place. We don't open for another three hours. That's okay. I just want to ask you a few questions. I'm looking for Frank Kelman. I hear this is where he used to hang out before he went up the river. I already talked to the cops. Who are you? Oh, name's Tom Miller. I'm with the Chronicle. Well, I ain't seen Kelman since he went to the big house. Here's my card. If you do hear anything, give me a call. Yeah, some guy was just in here asking about Frank Kilman. No, the cops was in here last week. This guy was a reporter with the Chronicle. Thank you for the dinner and the movie, Tom. I had a wonderful time. Yeah. Me too. I'll uh, see you tomorrow night. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Well, a kiss on the cheek is better than nothing. <laughs> Normally, I would never have given this gal a second chance. But something told me. I was starting to fall for her. Right about that time, a cab went by, and I caught a glimpse of the passenger out the corner of my eye. Even so, there was no mistake. It was Irene Fay. So I jumped in my car and followed her.
I followed the cab all the way to a seedy dump called the Midnight Motel. It was Irene Fay, all right. I watched her get out and thought that she might go check in, but instead she went straight to Bungalow 16. It looked like there was somebody there waiting for her. Kelman, maybe? I had to get a closer look. Can I help you, sir? I'm wondering if you can tell me who's staying in Bungalow 16. I'm sorry, sir. I'm not allowed to give out that kind of information. Uh, say, what's a room go for these days? Is it about, uh, ten a night? No. I'm afraid it's going to cost you a little bit more than that. Ah, I see. More like, uh, twenty? Yes. Well, if you'd like to check in, you just need to sign right here. Oh, what a shame. Bungalow 16 is already taken. Fellow named George Matthews. So you won't be staying then? <laughs> no thanks. I think I'll pass. Please, do come again anytime. <laughs> I went back to my car and kept low so I could keep an eye on the place. Just my luck. There was a cop cruising the neighborhood, and I didn't want to draw attention to myself. After he spotted me the second time, I decided to move on. I wanted to come back the next night but I had another date with Trudy. Oh, wasn't that the most romantic movie? I just love Clark Gable. Hey, there's a park over there. What do you say we go for a walk? Sure, that sounds wonderful. I hope you don't mind me saying this, but you're the first girl I've ever met that I feel totally at ease with. I mean, it's as if, I guess you seem so honest that I don't feel like I have to impress you. You just did. Oh, it's a beautiful night out. The moon is bright, the stars are out. It's the kind of a night where a fellow just wants to reach out and kiss the girl he's with, if she won't back away. I, I'm sorry about that. I, I've just been afraid. Afraid of what? Falling in love. What's her to be afraid of? See? That wasn't so bad now, was it? Hmm, I don't know. Let me try it again. The next morning, when I got to the office, there was a message waiting for me from Irene. She said she wanted to see me at her place right away. I see you got my message. I hope you didn't have any trouble finding your way in. I gave the servants the day off. It was no trouble. I figured you'd be out by the pool. That's where rich folks usually spend their time. I wasn't always rich. I just married well. The fact is, most of the people in this town came from nothing. Please, help me out, will you? Thank you. Please, sit down. These lounge chairs are more comfortable than they look. Yeah, sure. Darling? Darling! Who is this man? This is Tom Miller. He's a reporter for the Chronicle. Uh, Mr. Miller, this is my husband, Derek Saltzman. A reporter? From the Chronicle? I think you had better leave, sir. Actually, darling, I was just about to throw him out. Well, see to it that you do. Uh, that's an interesting accent you have, Mr. Saltzman. I would have pictured you being more from New York. I beg your pardon, Well, sir. my husband is actually second-generation Hollywood. He was schooled in Europe. Thank you, darling. <coughs> Mr. Miller. 
What's your husband doing here? I thought you two were split up. Well, he just drops by from time to time to keep, make sure I'm behaving myself. He likes to keep close tabs on me. Let me escort you to the front gate. He'll watch us to make sure you leave. What was it you wanted to tell me? I received a very distressing phone call this morning. It was a man. He didn't say who he was, but I know it was Kelman. He said he was coming back for me. What, were you two having an affair? I've never told anyone this before, but I feel I can trust you. <laughs> you should never trust a reporter. I learned that lesson a long time ago. But still, you strike me as different. Not at all like those other bloodhounds. Anyway, this was after I found out about my husband. We were already separated. The affair was all my fault. I was all alone here. I was the one who initiated it. It was only later that I found out about Kelman's criminal past. Well, so it's, it's not like you were running around behind your husband's back. Exactly. I didn't think it would matter to him. But I was wrong. He hired some men to beat up Kelman, and then he framed him for arson. Sounds like you've got a bad habit of hooking up with the wrong guys. Now that Kelman's out of prison, I'm afraid he'll come back for revenge. <coughs> he blames me for what Derek did. Well, I can't say that I blame him. He may try to kill me, or, or worse. And if my husband finds out about any of this, heaven knows what he'll do. So I've heard. I'm so afraid, and I don't have anyone to turn to. Look, don't worry. I'll help the cops nab Kelman, and then you won't have a thing to worry about. Somehow you've just made me feel very safe. Tell you what, there's a party I'm attending tonight at the Grove. I'd really appreciate it if you'd come. Uh, okay, sure. Well then, I'll look forward to seeing you there. Oh, and do come alone. Miller, I'd like you to meet a friend of mine. This is William Wade. He directed me in my first picture. Tom Miller, L.A. Connor. Pleasure to meet you, Mr. Wright. You gentlemen will excuse me. I have to go powder my nose. Certainly, darling. I know most of the reporters around here, Miller. Are you new in town? As a matter of fact, I am. I just moved out here a few weeks ago. Well, then, welcome to Hollywood. I've lived in this town for 30 years, worked my way up from the bottom, started out as a prop boy back in the silent days. Hey, listen. I hate to bug the hoe I just had, but... I've got this friend. A gal who's going to make a great actress. Her name's Trudy Wilson. And you'd like for me to give her a screen test? Yeah. If that's what you do, sure. I'll tell you what. Any friend of Irene's is a friend of mine. Here's my call. You tell her to call the studio, and we'll set something up. Gee, thanks, Mr. Wade. I appreciate this. I really do. If there's anything I can do for you, anything, just let me know. <laughs> well, good press always helps. But who knows? If she works out, you could be doing me a favor. Now, if you'll excuse me, please. Oh, sure thing, Mr. Wade. Hey, thanks again. So, how was your conversation with Mr. Wade? Uh, it was okay. He's a real nice fellow. I feel like dancing. You do dance, don't you, Mr. Hunter? Yeah, sure. <laughs> What's wrong? That old couple. They're staring at don't worry about them. They just like to stare because they don't have lives of their own anymore. Well, when you cast away, the mouse can't wait to get out the door. He must be brave or incredibly stupid. Kiss me. What? Here, in front of all these people? Of course. Everyone here fools around. Besides, most of them are too drunk to even notice. Kiss me. <laughs> I don't know. Kiss me. <laughs> Kiss me and I'll be yours. All right. How dare you! What was that for? 
Did you see that? That's him right. She's a married woman. That lecher. I'm getting out of here. What are you people looking at? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what was up with our little scene at the party, but I wasn't about to stick around to find out. I hightailed it back to my place and calmed down with a bottle of scotch. Miller Mansion, Jeeves speaking. Tom, are you okay? I haven't heard from you in two days. Yeah, Trudy, I'm fine. I've just been putting in a lot of hours on this arson story. Hey, look, I was just getting ready to call you. I met this film director tonight, and he said he'd like to give you a screen test. Yeah, his name was uh, Wade or something like that. You met William Wade? He wants to give me a screen test? That's wonderful. Where did you meet him? It was at this party and... A party? Uh, yeah, I, I was just there working, uh, trying to follow up on a lead. Oh, I, I see. Uh, yeah, um, anyway... He gave me his card, and he said for you to call... Knock the phone over. Trudy! Trudy! <laughs> I hung up on her. <laughs> Sorry about that, Trudy. So that's who you were talking to. Irene? Say, what's the big idea slapping me at the party like that? Oh, Tom, I'm so sorry, but, but I had to leave quickly and make sure that everyone was watching me. I didn't know what else to do. What do you mean you had to leave quick? What are you talking about? Kelman, he was there. He was watching me dance with you. Kelman? You saw him at the party? I'm sorry, Tom, but, but I was scared. I just had to get out of there. Look, we need to talk. Okay. But you can't come here. You could come to my place. I know. Why don't we meet somewhere? I know just the place. It's downtown. It's called the Midnight Motel. This has been Chapter 2 of The City Burns at Night, Playing with Fire, performed in front of a live audience. In this episode, Tom Miller was played by Tom Haynes. Trudy Wilkes was played by Summer Sanford. Irene Fay was played by Jennifer Cooley. And Mr. Jenkins was portrayed by Peter Shelfo. Additional voices were performed by Eric Devitt, Tatiana Guy, and Jay Shapiro. Music was written and performed by Hal Stevens and live sound effects were performed by Roel Gorman. Script by Roger Alford and direction by Robbie Stone. This has been a production of Lightning Bug Films. Visit us on the web at lightningbugfilms.com.